All right, let's talk about this new Hawkeye series that's on Disney Plus, thanks to Marvel. And I've watched the first three episodes. That's all that has aired so far as I'm recording this right now. The first two episodes were a little bit of a slow burn. They were setting up Kate Bishop and getting a little bit of her backstory. We get this crazy flashback sequence that takes us back to 2012 when the Avengers are fighting the Shatari and New York City is all gone to hell. And Kate Bishop is caught in the middle of this battle and out of this broken wall in her building where she lives, she sees Hawkeye jumping off of a building, shooting aliens with his bow and arrow and being such a badass. And it's this epiphanous moment for Kate. And she recognizes what a hero truly is, but she also loses her father. And there's a sense of drama and trauma as well with this character right from the beginning. And she recognizes that she has got to become a protector. And she says in the first episodes that she wants to protect her mom, which was pretty cool. I'm a big fan of Vera Farmiga, who plays Kate Bishop's mom. She does a great job in this. But then we track forward and we see Haley Steinfeld take on the role of Kate Bishop. And she's at school and she's doing some uh, stuff that upsets everybody. And she's kind of trying to find her way, but she's won all of these medals and she's uh, just a superstar in martial arts and in archery, clearly. And she's got this massive affection and appreciation for the Hawkeye as a character and as a do-gooder in the world. And through a crazy twist of fate, their fortunes are intertwined because Hawkeye has uh, come to New York City with his family, has taken in an Avengers musical, which I hear they're going to release as a separate standalone thing. And all of the safe bets are out there that this is actually going to be a thing on Broadway. There will be some kind of Avengers musical. I don't know if it's going to be called Rogers the Musical, uh, but uh, we're probably not too far away from that. The Marvel uh, taking over the universe continues. And I, you know, I get that people are a little exhausted with these Marvel shows and these Disney Plus shows around Marvel characters for sure, because we've got a lot of good ones this year, but the quality has been so freaking fantastic. This is going to be a it is a slow burn, those first two episodes, and I was honestly like thinking, okay, well, maybe this is going to be a little bit different. The thing that I like about the show, though, is that it feels like a private detective story out of the 30s or something like that, and we got this old grizzled gumshoe in the face of Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, who's seen it all, been through everything. He's hard of hearing, a lack of patience for pretty much the world and for anybody. He actually has second thoughts about the Thanos was right graffiti that he keeps seeing in different places. I like his dour, seen it all, been through it all kind of expressions on his face, juxtaposed against this uh, optimism and this ambition and this appreciation for the world and, and her potential in Kate Bishop, played by Haley Steinfeld. And so there's a great back and forth there, but it takes a little while to kind of gel and jive and kind of get a sense of where the show is going to go. And then we jettison into the third episode where our heroes have been captured by the tracksuit gang and they have to escape from said capture uh, in a truly, you know, Marvel cinematic way. Like it's full on Avengers moment there where we've got Jeremy Renner leaping off of things and, you know, shooting sideways and there's trick arrows flying everywhere and an incredible car chase sequence where the camera is rotating around the vehicle and the interplay and the back and forth, particularly because Hawkeye is playing everything without a hearing aid in so he can't even hear what Kate Bishop is saying to him and the back and forth and the repartee combined with this over-the-top action and the humor, it's wonderful. It's really fantastic. The third episode is some of the best 
that Marvel has been on Disney Plus so far. I freaking loved it. But I don't think it would work so well without the, the sort of mounting levels and layers that are, have been a part of the first couple of episodes, including the introduction of Echo, who is this deaf badass that has seen her father go through some really heavy stuff. And she's got a hate on for Ronan, and she's wondering what Clint Barton and Kate Bishop have to do with Ronan. And she's uh, commanding the tracksuit gang and trying to get to the bottom of things. And she's fierce and, and totally capable. And I'm really digging the show that balances the frailties and some of the physical and psychological limitations of these characters against their abilities, you know, and showing that there's innate power in all of us, but particularly in these specific characters that are profiled in the show. And then we're getting these threads, man, because the next three episodes should be bangers. We're going to be understanding who Kate's mother's fiance is. He's good with swords, and he's got Ronan's sword. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that character. But there's also an illusion, a thread about Echo's uncle, who may or may not be Kingpin played by Vincent D'Onofrio. And we don't know yet, so it's all kind of speculation. There's a lot of rumor stuff and speculation stuff on YouTube right now and all over Twitter. But I think chances are pretty good. I think Marvel's got something pretty fantastic up their sleeves with this. I'm all in, though. I'm loving this show. And uh, I didn't want to just make this episode just about my thoughts on things because it's not really a full review. We haven't got the whole season yet. Uh, but I am really loving it. And that third episode just took it to another level. I also wanted to dig in into a little bit of the behind the scenes on this show as well. I had the chance to speak with Trin Tran, who is the executive producer on Hawkeye, but has been a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for, I think, since the very beginning and has worked on multiple projects and has seen it all. And also with Reese Thomas, who is the director of a, of a few episodes of the show, but also an executive producer on the show as well. And so let's go a little bit behind the scenes. But first, I want to give a special shout out to our sponsor and our friends at the Gaming Stadium. They are Canada's leader in online esports tournament facilitation. They've got tournaments happening every single week and you can find out all about them at tgs.gg. All right, let's hear from Trin Tran. Congratulations, Trin. It is a, a wonderful show. I've really enjoyed the first couple of episodes. Thank you so much. How's it going? It's going great. Now, I'm curious because Matt Fraction's fantastic run on the Hawkeye comic series happened as the MCU was really exploding. And I'm I'm curious if that's, you know, if Marvel Comics works with your team to kind of figure out what would make a cool cinematic approach or... When that came out, did you guys look at that and say, this is going to be a movie at some point? I remember, you know, as we were talking about, well, when is it time to make the Clint Barton story, right? Um, yeah. And it was a good few years back. Um, and we already have sort of an established version of Clint Barton in the Avengers movie. But how do we yeah. also bring in Kate Bishop, who I absolutely love? And I remember when I first picked up you know, that run, I couldn't stop because it was so good. And, and what was really fun about it was the Clinton Kate dynamic. And we already sure. have an Avenger. So it was just the, almost like the perfect way in for Kate. Um, and it was a matter of time uh, 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 to, to be able to tell both of their story. And our focus was really using the comic run as an inspiration to make sure that dynamic works in a way that was best fit for the MCU going forward. Were you guys always thinking of a Hawkeye solo thing or, or did Disney Plus have to kind of spur that kind of thinking? We were talking about a Clint 
um, Barton Hawkeye story before Disney Plus. It just so happens yeah. that as we were starting to develop that story, it was originally a feature. Um, Disney Plus launched, and um, and there was so much great history in the comics that we wanted to pull into the story. And we just thought that this was one of the characters and properties that made sense, uh, given that Kate Bishop was going to enter the world. Um, that meant that I would have six more, you know, six hours worth of story um, telling to be able to talk about Clint, to be able to introduce Kate as well as spend the time that we need in order for them to bond. That's great. Congratulations on Haley uh, Steinfeld as Kate. She's terrific. Talk to me about that negotiation with her. Was she, you know, clued into the MCU? Did she want to be a part of it right from the beginning? She, look, she is so incredibly talented and it was finding the right role, right? Um, I know yeah. when we were starting to talk about the cast for Kate, um, names were thrown in left and right, um, but no one really stuck out the way Haley did and it was mm -hmm. I remember the first time she walked into meet with us um it was you know years of envisioning who Kate is and it, it Haley just exude all of those you know traits that we loved um about Kate Bishop and she's so talented from you know, all of the 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 um work that she has done that we just knew that she had to be the one. This has been a pretty auspicious, uh, you know, opening salvo of shows on Disney Plus from you guys. How are you feeling at the end of year one? And what have you been learning about making shows for Disney Plus that might be different from making the films for the MCU? Well, our process at Marvel has always been a particular way. And we were, mm -hmm. you know, when we first started off making the um, series, we were treating it as if they were our features. It was just longer content, but a long mm -hmm. movie, I guess you can say. Um, so yeah. the process in the creative aspect has always been similar that way. I think one of the biggest difference is the um, six hours worth of content in the same amount of the time and space that we normally have for feature um, has been one of the, um, uh, I guess, eye opener on my end, um, because that meant that we just had to be, we had to pick up our pace and be a lot faster in order to get um, three times amount of the content in. Um, so everything felt, you know, shorter in terms of um, filming uh, uh, post-production um, uh, to create the series. Well, you're you're killing it and you're entertaining millions of us. Thank you so much, Trin. Great Thank to meet you. you and continued success to your team. Thank you so much. Obviously, it's also pretty cool to hear from Jeremy Renner and from Haley Steinfeld as well, some of their thoughts on playing these iconic characters. It's kind of a big part of, I, I think we'll learn in this series what Hawkeye's superpowers really are. And it's his heart and his tenacity and it comes from family and uh, this celebrates that that uh, relatability of, of, his, of his character and uh, I love it man, can't wait. It is such an honor, uh, I mean even that feels like an understatement but I am so incredibly grateful, I feel so lucky um, to have everyone at Marvel uh, uh, believe in me at least enough to play the role of Kate Bishop and uh, that's that means a great deal to me. You showed me that you don't need superpowers to be a hero. I broke my tailbone doing that. It feels great because the fans sort of make this happen, right? So it's nice to be able to express it in a six-hour show. I thought that was the most interesting uh, part of it when uh, Kevin brought it up to me. Instead of it limited to a two-hour movie, uh, a lot more story to tell, a lot more character development really to, to express, which I think was uh, um, needed and welcomed. Got to introduce a lot of new characters. Super, super excited about it. And also set, because it's also set in a world that's really kind of appropriate for 
a superhero with no superpowers. You know, it's, it's New York at Christmas and turns into a really, really wonderful holiday kind of event kind of television um, because of it. There is so much in this show that I feel people will find relatable. Uh, and one being that it takes place during the holidays. And although that is the, you know, in some people's opinions, mine included, the best time and the most joyful, uh, it can also be complicated. And, and there's a lot that comes with, there's a lot of weight and a lot of depth that comes with, you know, family and, and, and um, this kind of explores all layers of that. And um, it's one epic adventure. And like I said, it has a lot of layers and um, there's something in there for everyone. And I also had a chance to catch up with Reese Thomas, who is an executive producer on Hawkeye and has directed episodes. Let's hear from him right now. Congratulations, sir. I've watched the first couple of episodes and it's awesome. It's really, really cool to dive into this world. Well, that's nice to hear. Thank you. Was this something that you came to Marvel with the, the idea on or how, how did it come together? How did you start working with the MC? you peeps um no they i i i went in and met with marvel um generally and in, and in and heard about sort of the disney plus sort of plan and and uh and they asked me if there was a character that i i you know if I, if, that i was particularly interested in and, and hawkeye was my answer because i've just enjoyed his arc in the mcu but also the fraction run of comics the sort of a kind of slightly absurd lens that that was applied to him felt like such a, a compelling approach to the human um or slight slash fifth beetle of the avengers uh it felt like sure. a cool thing to do so um so yeah so it, it kind of grew kind of organically from there and and um but no there was there was there was some some outlines that has been written and and uh by the and and i kind of badgered and pestered and and got them and started giving notes and ideas whether they wanted them or not and and just kind of wormed my way uh in into a place of influence <laughs> Oh, that's terrific. Uh, the Hawkeye is a character that doesn't have superpowers, so he has to kind of be one step ahead and sort of predict, even with his shots, he has to. So how do you kind of, you know, make sure that he's surprised and in the moment and what surprises him with these kind of street thugs and stuff that he's got to contend with in this new show? I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, you know, yeah, he it, it's kind of about planning. And, and I think that comes a little bit from his experience. He's he's lived in this very high stakes world um, and I, I think maybe dealt with uh, it's almost like, you you know, you probably he's probably come to deal with such a high caliber of um, a villain. <laughs> up to yeah. now so so part of the surprise i think is that he's dealing with these low level street thugs <laughs> whose intent is who knows what and and their plan is who knows what and so uh i think there's an element uh of that um because because yeah i mean that's the fun i think is is taking high stakes clint barton the guy that fought thanos and yeah. having to him having just to deal with day-to-day -day folk <laughs> that's awesome what has been the most surprising thing for you working with jeremy renner and Haley steinfeld I mean, again, I wouldn't say surprising because they're both such wonderful actors. But, but um, you know, again, it's it, there's always that that moment. You know, again, you spend a long time writing something and and prepping it and and you know working with the costume designers. But you know, like you, you conceive of everything, uh, you know, in a in a sort of long build up, and it, and you have this version in your head um, of what that's going to be. And and you know, and those early moments, I think, whenever you step onto set and you're suddenly with actors you know it, it can be quite scary because suddenly you're confronted with with reality instead of you know instead of this ideal version but with both jeremy and Haley, i, I kind of saw characters 
you know evolve i think another step beyond what what you know we've been planning you know sort of kate's voice suddenly took shape and you know something that i'd fretted over trying to define on the page you know she suddenly like made it work where i couldn't make it work before and, and then jeremy you've just got this guy that's lived for 10 years in this universe and and he brings that he walks in the door with that it's not you know and and, and knows it and so you sort of realize like oh i've got so much more than just an actor here i've got the i've actually got clint barton and and you know and because he, he feels he feels like this journey so yeah i don't know it's yeah i think that's the the thrill of this that's awesome breeze great to meet you congrats again i can't wait to finish up the series thank you thanks nice to meet you Okay, you guys, I got to say, this first year of Marvel shows on Disney Plus has entertained me immensely. I'm looking forward to seeing where Hawkeye goes from here and also what Marvel has up its sleeve for future Disney Plus shows. Let me know what you think of the shows in the comments below. Um, and thank you all very much for watching this. I hope you've been uh, having fun with these Disney Plus shows over the year as well, as much as I have. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast, don't forget to subscribe and to review and rate the podcast. It helps a ton. And thank you so much for all of your support. We'll see you soon. And until then, play forever. Play forever.